You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Fully Loaded Chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine. To give us a try, head on over to FullyLoadedChew.com for a $1 can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code OUTDOOR1, O-U-T-D-O-O-R, and the number one. For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your host, host Nate, Micah, and Andy. <laughs> Nate's was, already shaking his head over it here. Was doomed, I said, it was doomed from the get-go. Because I said this. Yeah. I said this. Nate's shaking his head. This is it, but welcome to it. You want how you do it? You want you yeah. want you want to ruin Nathan's day? You just say a wrong word. <laughs> well, it took me a little bit to speak. Took a while to get that word it's, out. Yeah. It's a late one, guys. Yeah. It's a late one. And everybody was up super early this morning around 140 because we were dealing with storms yeah so that so everybody's running on fumes i think that's Andy, how i Andy feel. said he slept through it did no, you I didn't i get up oh i was texting somebody J- else to go to the basement yeah yeah it's too late it was already over but we was <laughs> <the basement>. <laughs> well <laughs> it's like that, that, that you're late to everything man <laughs> <laughs> i was late today i was but so all right i woke up and i was laying there i was like all right if I hear, you know, that real high pitch, I'm, I'm going to get it. Probably if the, the wrong roof starts thing to come to off, I'm going to start going downstairs. <laughs> Kate, Kate was sleeping. I wasn't going to wake a pregnant lady. That'd be bad. Yeah. And then I was like, my phone just shows what, thunderstorm warning. Why is, why is so that? My, my phone never went off for a tornado warning. Oh, really? Ever. All of a sudden, she got a text message. I'm like, what is that? That's what Who's I got. texting you at 1.30 in the morning? Yeah. Who is that? <laughs> Who'd that be? <laughs> Nope. Who'd that be? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. And so she goes, she signed up for the sheriff's department's uh, text messages. Uh, she's like, is that a tornado warning? It's like, yep. That's I what I got. I'm not getting one. Like, so I was laying there kind of thinking, like, if I'm not getting one, like, what? You know, none of our phones, our weather apps were giving us anything. So 
But about that time, her daughter comes running into the room, and she was more pissed than anything because the storm woke her up. That's too loud. I can't sleep. <laughs> she wasn't scared. She was mad it woke her up. Yeah. So she crawled in bed with us. And I was like, you know what? If that was a tornado warning, like she got text, like, we're all awake. Let's just go downstairs. Yeah, might as well. <clears throat> so I took him downstairs, went and turned the news on, and the news wasn't talking about it. So I'm pretty sure it's already gone. Yes. About what time was it? By the time we got downstairs, probably 2 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, that probably would have been because we – it hit us. Our swing set one, was going straight sideways still, so I'm pretty sure. It was, yeah. It was like one fifteen, and then we walked back up about 2.15. Or not one fifteen, one forty five. 145, and it was over by like 215 or something like that. So by the time it got from you to me, about, yeah, yeah about that right. Just should be it about right. Same thing. I, I I would have slept through it, through it, but Bennett woke up mm-hmm. and woke me up, and then I just checked my phone, and I'm like, hey, uh, we're under a tornado warning, and I got that text. Mm-hmm. And so then we were like, well, we should probably go downstairs. Yeah. So woke up the other kids and. Went downstairs and then we're down here for like five minutes and I was like, I think it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> but I do have a question. Huh? Why can't you wake up a pregnant lady? It's just oh, you can, but it's highly frowned upon. Oh, okay. So then, like, it, not some like wives' tale that they turn into something or like weird thing. <laughs> they turn into something. But I, ain't saying what, I ain't saying what it is. <laughs> uh. She's having problems sleeping anyway. She has this like restless leg syndrome. Oh, so, my, like, my wife had that bad. Oh, she's yeah. Yep. I feel bad because here I am snoring away, and she'll have to get up middle of the night and go sleep on the recliner because she can't get her legs like comfortable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. So Becca, I feel for Becca her. had that bad with our kids. Once she does get asleep, I don't like. Don't want to mess that up. <laughs> yeah, but, no, I get it. Don't mess with them. That's right. Who we got on today, bud? Are you asking me? Yeah. Why don't you ask the host? He's the, the, he's the guy that says, welcome, this, is all that, whatever, you know, whatever he feels like doing every week. Whenever he graces us with his pe- presence, he just says whatever he wants. Why don't you ask him? The last episode, I wasn't even, like, <laughs> on the trip. You didn't even, <laughs> through your own. You didn't even offer to let me weigh in on coyote hunting, even though I killed more coyotes than you that weekend. You, you could have came. Sheesh. Yeah, you were asked numerous times if you wanted to come. <laughs> so, um, you were literally invited more than anybody that was there. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I was, but yeah. Micah cried because you weren't there. I did. It was very um, emotional for me. He was wanting to kill coyotes. Yeah, I was wanting somebody to know that knows something. Cause <laughs> oh, we didn't know now you're going to talk shit over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I would have loved to go, but it's one of those things. The timing of being able to like say I can go in advance there Yeah, for planting and everything is kind of yeah, bad timing. We're going to move our birthday. I was about to say, can you move your birthday? would be great. We're going to move our birthday hunt weekend. That's what we're going to do. That'd be, that'd be great. So, But on today's show, why are you looking at me again? This is why. This is when somebody <laughs> takes over. We have Missouri Disabled Sportsman on today's show. Yep. Pete. Say go the, for it, Nate. Say the name. Eisentrager. Eisentrager. Did I say it right? I don't know. Pete, sorry if I messed it up. Uh, yeah, sorry, Pete. He, he understands. He knows it's a hard name to say. We have Pete who is one of the uh, board members. I think he's the board chair. I think so. He said he's the board chair. I I closed everything down that I had up. For Missouri Um, Disabled Sportsman. With the Missouri Disabled Sportsman. Pete comes on, and uh, we BS for a little while about uh, deer hunting. It's one of his passions is uh, Mm -hmm. archery. And uh, I'd say he's pretty decent at it from the picture she was showing. Yep. Yeah, seems like a killer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, we uh, talk about what Missouri Dis- Disabled Sportsman does and uh, how you can get involved. All 
all kinds of stuff. Multiple ways of getting involved, yeah. And some cool stuff. He shared a couple of really cool stories of just giving examples of, you know. What they do. What they do, how it works, and kind of how the motions run in the, you know, w- yeah. with it all. Yep. But, so, and it was a really good one. Uh, you know, makes you want to get more involved. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's do sponsors. All right. You want to start, Micah? You just pick anybody on the list. I can pick anybody. Dealer's choice. Uh, let's go with Camo Fire. Let's. <laughs> Camo Fire. It's, uh, what is it, Wednesday? It's Wednesday. What's, <laughs> it's what's on today, Wednesday. Andy? It's Trail Cam Wednesday. <laughs> today was sick of Wednesday. They had yeah, all kinds, they all got of, kinds of stuff on there. Sick of stuff on there today. It was uh, know, a lot of hats, a lot of. Pants, hats, all kinds. Of, yeah, it's pretty much all no. sick of stuff. Cam- yep. Camo Fire, it's a, it's a sweet deal. Your Get discount the, hunting app. Yep. Get the app, update the app if you do have it, and you're having problems with it because they've redone all that. So uh, if you're having some issues, you just need to update it, and then it's going to work for you flawlessly. That explains it. I think I need to update mine. You know, is, have you been having issues? Every once in a while, just kind of slow to load and if stuff. If you'd listen to your own damn show, we've been telling you that for two weeks. <laughs> I missed one week. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. We told you last week. <laughs> update your app, Andy. <laughs> Get your shit together, dude. Man. Came out Tuesday, and it's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, check them out, camofire.com, uh, or download the app. We'll just go right into Black Ovis, their sister company. Black Ovis. Yep, if you guys are doing any shopping or anything like that, you need some boots, some camo, some arrows. I just... Yeah, how do you it. like your arrows? Uh, they fly amazing. Yeah. I've, only, I've shot them... I don't know, probably two, three dozen times. Mm-hmm. And I've only been shooting 60 yards, right? And this is like the first time getting my bow out since yeah. bow season. I feel like my group's tighter. I don't know yeah. if it's just, yeah, you know, feeling good and getting the bow out again, what, but yeah. I feel, I mean, because for those basically. who don't know, I mean, Micah did the custom arrow builder on there. Yeah, yeah the, went arrow the process. I, arrow ID custom build. Yeah, yeah, super easy. As long as you know some basic information of what. You know what you're using. What you're using as far as your draw length um, and what types of spine mm-hmm. you need. Other than that, you can kind of pick and choose everything that you want. You know, you can go left heel, left helical, right helical. What kind of wraps? What mm-hmm. kind of what kind of fletchings? Well, four, three. They got all kinds of different options for you. You went the four fletch, didn't you? Yeah, I went four fletch. There you go. Yeah, dub, uh, AAEs hybrids. It's nice. The, it's the fletching that I went with. Super happy with them. Yeah. Turned out amazing. What I like Fly about great. that Arrow ID Builder is, I mean, you got all the options, all the different, yeah. pretty much any arrow that you could purchase is available there. They got at least, I mean, I at least the big dogs. Yeah, they got the top name ones. And, sure. uh, you know, pretty much any fletching that you would want. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we all shoot different fletchings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this now, point, now you, do. you shoot boning heats. I was a blazer. Yeah. I was a blazer fan for I'm, the longest I time. Still but shoot I still blazers. I switched. And, uh, you were the AEs. Yeah, and you can pretty much get all that, and it's simple, like step by step process yep. of building the arrow. It took you how long? Uh, it took me longer to decide on what color pattern I wanted than it actually built. It, but you can do it less than ten minutes. Yeah. So uh, check them out, blackos.com. Use the code MWW10 for you guessed it, ten percent off. You. Who else you want to go with? Let's go with Huntworth. Huntworth gear. They're pretty awesome. 
<laughs> yeah. I keep waiting for Andy to like chime in. I was waiting for Mike. Can't say enough about these guys. <laughs> Can't say enough good things about them. Can't say enough. No. We used their stuff uh, last two August. It's been a few weekends, but on our hunt, it was hot as balls outside. Oh, God. Yeah, it was. I mean, we were comfortable. As comfortable as you can be wearing long sleeve and pants. Yep. I had that performance long sleeve shirt on. I was obviously the same weekend you guys were gone, but I was comfortable. Yeah. Completely. And I, I, I like their pants. The... My names are terrible on that stuff, but the one, the, the one they come in all brown now. Yeah. Yeah, they got the reinforced uh, butt and mm-hmm. reinforced knee pads. No, those things are money, man. Mm-hmm. I like them. I, I use the solids at work a lot, like after it's rained. Yeah. You know, so I'll use those. Kind of a wicking material. Almost. Yeah. I don't know I, if it does or not, but that's what well, it feels like. Well, that and there's a lot of times I have to get on my – this is going to sound bad, but I got to get on my knees every once in a while to do certain <laughs> things. And so, you know, keeps you from keep, getting your keep pants Keep it PG-8. Wet. Keep it PG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So well, and you he's know, married to your sister. I think they're starting. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep moving. Um, <laughs> I think they're starting to. You know, their patterns. They've got a nice um, assortment of patterns. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got disruption, tarnin, and hidden. Yep. Hidden is your more like traditional, like that real tree camo feel. Right. You yep. know, the old. I guess you call it old school camo pattern. Looks like timber. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah, and then. You know, tarnin is going to be something that really works everywhere, honestly. You're a big fan of the tarnin. I'm a big fan of tarnin, especially in the later season. If you get probably around Missouri, you get like a November to probably early April. I'm a tarnin man. And then I switch about that that springtime. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of the exact opposite of you. I've always really liked their disruption pattern mm-hmm. because it's digital, and I'm a huge fan of digital camo. Yeah. But the tarnin, once I started using it, really, really grew on me. And honestly, I like them both. Yeah. Uh, I don't have their hidden stuff, but uh, actually one of our listeners, I think, bought a whole setup of hidden. Yeah. Um, and we should check it out sometime because I've never actually seen it in front of me. But their patterns, are, I think, are starting to get noticed in, in the industry, mm-hmm. the hunting industry, and because, because they're badass patterns. And I'm a huge fan of patterns. Dude, their so, patterns. I mean, I just like the quality of their stuff. Oh, it and works. the quality is there. I mean, it's, that yeah. just goes without saying. And the price point. Can't complain about that. No, nope. not at all. But if you want to save more, you can. Use the code MWW15 for 15% off when you go. And a lot of times they have sales of 20 and 30%. Right now I'm running a Father's Day sale At of 20%. 20%. So don't use our code. Use, use that. Use theirs. Yeah. yeah. Save that money. Uh, but check them out. Uh, we're huge fans of them. Um for me, it's Huntworth Wednesday. See what I'm saying? Boom. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Every day is Huntworth Day. Yeah. Uh, Alps, <laughs> out, Alps Outdoors. I Dude. used their Tri-Lake stool all last weekend. That's one of my favorite. That's, I mean, the cheap, favorite thing they have is that stool. Freaking $20 stool is one of my favorite damn things they got. about that stool more than anything. It's well, so convenient it's to throw awesome. in the backpack yeah. and gone. Yeah. No, it's, it's sweet. small. It moves. It does exactly what I need. Not to mention they're like the packs. They have any pack you could possibly want for any type of hunting. You they do. actually came out with a new pack. Oh, too. what they got now? Yeah, look that up real quick. Oh, okay, it's pretty sweet. I can't remember the name of it, but it, it's a you know Western style pack. Okay, you know? all right. I'm still impressed with my. I like my Hybrid X. I have for my Western. Dude, army. that thing is money. Yeah, that one's sweet. My Hybrid X is my favorite pack I have. And then the Grand Slam for turkey hunting and coyote hunting. I use it for both. 
has the cushion with the backrest yeah. and the legs. Yeah. Where's it at? I don't know. It was the grayish one. The grayish the, one. It might be on. Under <laughs> oh, the I have seen that one. Yeah. Um, I just went to big game, but I thought it was a big game one. No, that's it where I would have thought it would have been. But try whitetail. I'm sure the listeners are. Yeah, I'm really they're they're really like enjoying this. The intro is 40 minutes to this episode. <laughs> Finding a damn pack. I so can't see it, but I know, it, I know yeah. it's on there. Somewhere. Oh, it's, it's in extreme packs. That's why. Nate, you got to like know how to navigate stuff. There we go. Right here. Yeah, it's coming this fall. Yeah. Yeah, so they haven't made it out. But, uh, yeah, go check those out. They look pretty sweet. That does look Missouri cool. Company. Yep. yep. Missouri-based company, Alps Outdoors, and they freaking came through for our listeners. Use the code WOODSWATER. 30% off. That's yep. insane. That's big. That's a big discount. It's crazy, man. Um, Zamberland boots. Got uh, mine on right now. You literally yeah. are wearing your salates. I, I wear them every day, Those salates, man, I, they're my favorite boots I've ever probably had. Dude, I'm, I hate to, like, I don't want to sound like it sounds like I wear them all the time. Yep. That might have been the single best gift we've ever received. Absolutely. No Because our contact with uh Zamberland, Kate, hi Kate, awesome. Like she was like, Hey, I want to send you guys these. Try them yeah. out. And we're like, sure. Those are the best damn boots in the history <laughs> Dude, of the world. I, I wear them constantly. They yeah. are sweet. Yeah. I I put some miles on mine already. Yeah. yeah. You gotta check out those lattes. Uh, they're not even they're not even those right there are not even like their main like no, they're hunting not. or hiking boot. They're kind of more your everyday like deal for them. Mm-hmm. Still Gore-Tex, but still for water, me, yeah. And Micah and I know Nate, but we're kind of putting them through our like hunting paces, the spring paces. I'm wearing them coyote hunting, wearing them on the farm. Micah's wearing them to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, shush. Yeah. So yeah, check them out, ZamberlandUSA.com, and then finally, last but not least, Habitat Works. Our boy Dustin. He's out there getting it done. He's, he's got a doing. lot of cool-ass new toys that yep. I want to play with. No, yeah, he, he's got all the stuff you need to do quality work out there. So maybe, if you guys not to mention that, I'll give him a holler and he'll uh, give me just let me tag along for a day and play with his. Oh, I'm sure he could put you to work. Yeah, play with his so. stuff. That sounded bad. <laughs> play with his toys. Did you hear that, Dustin? <laughs> That's Nathan, not Nathan wants to play with your stuff. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> I kept it PG when I had <laughs> right, a joke I that I wanted to say. About <laughs> and then you freaking went left field. But, yeah, so if you guys are out there and you're just too busy or just need some expert advice, give Dustin a call. He can give you guys a hand on, you know, your property and what needs to be done, and he can do the work for you too. Yeah, so. 816-752-7390 or uh, HabitatWorksLLC at gmail.com or his Facebook page, Habitat Works. Just search that and you'll find them. Mention us when you do call him or get a hold of him. You get 15% off any one of his services, which he pretty much does it all when it comes to habitat, planning, the work, all of it. So give him a holler. Thanks to our sponsors. Appreciate it. That's that. Yeah. Let's listen to Pete. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. For the second time, but whatever. All right, with us tonight, Pete with the Missouri Disabled Sportsman. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? 
living the dream. That's, uh, yeah. We're here. Survived a few storms last night, so everybody's doing good. Yeah. It got a little got a little western out there. A little yeah. rowdy around here last night, for yeah. sure. Yeah. We had to gather up the three kids and take them down to the basement at like 1.45 in the morning. That was, that was fun. Sna- chasing snakes. <laughs> that was my buddy, man. I had to get rid of them, though. We had just had this conversation. Is this another Snapchat thing yeah. that you guys are doing? Well, kind of. Okay. Well, yeah. Snapchat and the party you didn't show up to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate has his snake friends, and I don't do snakes. Or Micah does. I'm sorry. Micah, has, it, Micah has his snake friends, and I, I don't do those. Pete, you a, friend of, a fan of snakes? As long as they're uh, about four feet from me, we're all right. Yeah. That's usually they how I am. They don't bother me. And I, I found one in my basement, I don't know, a few days ago, a week or so ago, and I just left him there. I was like, well, he ain't hurting me none. He's in the basement. We don't go down there very much. Are you You realize they can serious? come upstairs, right? Are you serious? Well, he hadn't. <laughs> If anything, he was just going to get in the garage. But I was like, well, he'll eat the mice or the frogs or whatever that get down there. And, well, by God, 1.45 in the morning, we go down, and my wife's carrying the baby, and she's got the flashlight. There's a snake down here right at the end of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy. About that guy. <laughs> what I should say is I, I knew that. <laughs> you leave Jerry alone. <laughs> yeah. But he's oh, gone man. now. So, but, yeah. So, yeah, we definitely had some storms last night. Yeah. Pete. Uh, before we get into today's show, why don't you introduce yourself, tell everybody what you do for uh, the uh, organization, and uh, I didn't prepare you for this, but if you've listened to our show before, you know what's coming. I have. What's your favorite <laughs> thing about the Missouri Outdoors? Fair enough. So uh, my name is Pete Eisentrager. I am the uh, chairman for the board of directors for an organization here in Missouri called Missouri Disabled Sportsmen, um, which I guess we'll get into that here shortly, I guess. Yep, but yeah, definitely. be honest, man, my favorite thing about Missouri, uh, I moved down here from Minnesota. and. Uh, oh, okay. The diversity from north to south is pretty nuts to me, you know, mm-hmm. from the from the ag country up north all the way down to the Ozarks. Uh, so that part of it's beautiful to me. And then uh, once I got down here and realized that there was a conservation agency in this country that would let me shoot more than one deer a season, <laughs> this guy was in. I'm and sold. Then, yeah, we back that up. I, uh, I've shoveled six times since I left Minnesota to Missouri, so yeah. I don't shovel snow anymore. So yeah, that's yeah nice. I was hooked on the state from there. <laughs> there so. you go. And may I just say, I think Micah and Andy would agree, you would rival our buddy Walt Disney with Movets on the voice. Podcast voice. Yeah, you yeah. got a voice for radio. Voice, maybe. I never want to tangle with that man. <laughs> well, I didn't say I yeah, wanted no. to tangle with him. I would though. not either. Walt, not. Walt's a great guy. So, um, so uh, we were talking a little bit before recording, and you're a pretty big bow hunter. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like. Yeah, archery's kind of my uh, my passion. I mean, I rifle hunt and gun to hunt too, but end of the day, I want to stick in a string in my it's hand. It's really hard not to bring out the boomstick, isn't it? It, yeah. it sometimes it's nice to just even the playing field yeah. just a little bit. Like yeah. you keep getting your ass kicked all year, and you're just like, all right, yeah, yeah. You yeah. go ahead and hang up there at three hundred yards. That's no <laughs> that's no big deal. I try to uh, I try to use the boomstick for filling the freezer with does more yeah. than anything. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, archery's kind of my gig. So how was archery last year? I had a great season. You honestly, showed us a picture, but when I don't know what that deer was was he an archery deer yeah both of them actually were archery nice. deer but uh i actually came off a hunt up at swan lake uh with one of our disabled guys that he okay. had grown up at swan lake and he happened to get sick on november 6th up there so we uh-huh. canceled our hunt short no. unfortunately but uh i bugged out straight away went to my deer farm yeah. over at callaway county and uh that night stuck a real nice eight pointer and then turned around turned and burned right back to kansas uh the next day and got on some public ground and stuck a real nice 10 pointer so back-to-back days 
two days part. Oh, nice. man, yeah. dude, that's awesome. I had to drink that... a little bourbon in between, boy. So <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty stoked about the had Missouri Had to have you celebratory, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. So are you talking, was that that walk-in land that Kansas does? Or Yeah, we actually got drawn for uh, like a quote oh, okay. managed hunt yeah. out there. I got a buddy that lives out there. so uh, That's cool. Yeah, we got drawn for some managed land out there. and We need to look into, uh, I know Kansas does that, um, what is it called? It has a. It's like all walk-in public. It's, I think we, we walk-in access. Yeah, yeah. walk-in yeah. access yeah. where you sign you sign in or sign up for it or yeah. whatnot. You, a lot of it's just showing up. You know, if you got really? your tag, honestly, you can just show up to them. Just yeah, make sure you find them on the maps or whatever. How do they huh. do their tags again? Is it draw? It's draw. Yeah. For yeah. deer's draw. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So they got a point system yeah. too. Yeah. Unless you own property and or you know a mm-hmm. resident at some point and have one of their lifetime right. tags. So, but yeah, pretty much a draw. You should just buy some property in Kansas, boys. You live too close, boys. Not to go on. (laughs) We're literally like 40 minutes. We need to. We need to. Actually, some of the guys we know in this area, uh, they do it every year. And he was telling us about it, how there's something online or whatever, and you can put your name in there and sign in. I can't remember how it was. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of nice. And I know Missouri now does the – the hell is that program called? They've got the managed walk-in. Yeah, yeah um, we, we did a show on it. MRAP yep. program. Yeah, it's kind of getting which more is new, more popular. Yeah. yeah, it's still pretty fresh. Yeah, but it's not exactly hunting because you know the landowner can say, "Hey, I just want people hiking here yeah. or whatnot." But still, it's pretty cool. So they can, that's yeah, pretty they awesome. can specify what activities they yeah. want. Yeah, the conservation. Yeah. So, uh, what bow you run? Uh, shoot a Hoyt compound bow i've been shooting for about six or seven years crx CRX. uh, do a little traditional hunting too as well so that's what traditional bow you got uh i've got a a recurve and a long bow but uh my long bow is black widow sticking with the the home state there you go god bless my wife she uh she went down for my 40th birthday a couple of years ago, I went down and ordered a custom one. So oh, nice. I shoot left-handed. I'm totally backwards. So <laughs> no, right. no, you're just yeah. right. That's you're what I said. Right. Best shooters in the world are left-handed. What's your but, draw length? Well, I'll disagree with you there. I think Andy <laughs> will too, maybe. <laughs> Probably. Anybody have me beat him? 31 and a half. Short stroke it. You just found a guy we to can trade bows. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Dude, Andy always complains because every time he gets a new bow, he's like, I'm never going to be able to sell this to anybody. Yeah. Oh, it's a tough market selling oh. a used left-handed bow when you're this tall. 31-and-a-half-inch yeah. draw. That, that's yeah. my yeah. exact draw length, too. Yeah. So, uh, that works out found, And he's building a house really close to us. So I'm just we, saying. We, we are. I am trying to move into the neighborhood. <laughs> Come so. on over, buddy. Yeah. Um, but funny, we did a show with Black Widow, and I've wanted one for years. Do it. Several years. Well, I'm so damn nervous about – I don't know what poundage to go with because I don't know how to shoot one yet. And, you know, they got that little range in there that you can try stuff yeah, out yeah. on. I have one picked out already. Uh, the PC, pretty sure I was going to go with the PCH. And um, I, like I had a color all picked out, and I'm yeah. like, but then I'm like, I don't know if I'm making the right choice. And those are really expensive they, to uh, go. Yeah, but it's worth it, man. Craftsmanship. <laughs> Oh, yeah, buy, yeah. Buy, oh, yeah. Buy once, cry once. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's badass. true. Yeah. You get the chance. I'm going to have to recommend it. Go down there and spend some time with those boys. They yep. will, they'll spend three hours with you. They'll yep. lead you through every one of their We rigs, literally so. were there. I said, I missed we, out on We that did trip a show with them. Yeah. We drove down there yeah. and did the show yeah. at there, and they showed us the, the oh, it's place. Cr- it's crazy. We I mean, shot. see the back of the shop or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's cool, cool guy. How they make it, you know, it's pretty – you're just like, damn, that's cool. A lot goes into it. I mean – you can yeah. see why the price is what it is yeah. because, I mean, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into that. I so. would uh, – the recommendation I'd have with going traditional, like don't be afraid to shoot 42, 41, 45 pounds. It's, no. uh, I've got okay. a, a recurve that was 53 when I bought my first one, and it's like it's pretty stiff. 
So. No. See, yeah, see, I, that's what I was worried. I'm like, oh, I want to be able to shoot, you know, an animal with it, but I'm also I don't shoot traditional yeah. yet, and it's in all of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's instinctive. In all of us. Yeah. It's instinctive. So yeah. sometimes I swear what's your I shoot range my compound on a traditional? Way. Like, what, what are you comfortable <laughs> taking a deer at? I'm super comfortable out to about 22, 23 yards, like yeah. confidence wise. You mm-hmm. get out to 25, 30. I mean, I I can shoot good, but comfort yeah, yeah. wise, I, it's just it's probably out of my comfort zone. So I. End of the day, archery, I try to keep everything 13, 14 yards. Bro, sure. it's, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, ideally. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan of getting them right in the wheelhouse, boys. Yeah, so, yeah that's no joke. So. What I, to, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, that, the reason I haven't got one yet is right around the time I was really interested in getting one of those, we all got into coyote hunting pretty heavily, uh-huh. and that has taken a lot of my effort money yeah, Re- saying, yeah. resources money yeah, the, yeah. Guy, the, the rigs you always just purchased would look nice. my wife's right upstairs yeah, so be quiet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah like uh every time i get some extra money it goes to something with that and um so that's probably why i haven't got one yet but man it's just like i want one so bad and i've i've got the the book right in my my office just circled ready to go yeah just need to give them a call and do it well we're on the topic of archery i've come up with this idea and i haven't I haven't even told my wife yet. Uh-oh. And I have an idea in my head. I'm going to make it work. So we you know, built our house. We got the back deck right. It goes down. I'm trying to rig up a pulley system <laughs> so I can run my target out. Because I can get 30 yards, I think, if I go an angle towards my shed. Sure. Like Absolutely. You know what I'm talking about? Just bring yeah. it back to you. And run a cable with a pulley so I can slide the target down, a block target, and then be able to pull it back up. Take my arrows out and slide it back down. Or so I, have a, I have a better idea. And also, Kindle could use it as a zip line. I d- double the, yeah, so there you double, go. right? Or I got a better idea. You could just not be lazy and walk 30 <laughs> yards to get your arrows. But I don't have the steps on my deck. <laughs> to well, you go, need to get them. Right, I'm on the list. <laughs> I'm, yeah. So, what Hoyt is that? Is that a carbon bow? No, it's, a, it's, it's an older head. Yeah, okay. aluminum riser. What, what, what year is that bow, do you know? Nine years old, ten See, years old. Me and Pete are still. I got a tough time running. changing, man. Once I yeah. find something that's a killer. I mean, if you got something that works for you, yeah. why change? I regret selling my last bow. I had a Matthews uh, adrenaline, right. and I was shooting tax with that thing all the time. I was just money. I for whatever reason, I decided I needed to get a new bow, and I did. You're going elk hunting with us? Yeah, it, it was the elk trip actually, and I was like, I just I want to get a new bow, and I got one, so I sold that, and I shoot okay with the new one, but it's not like that adrenaline like yeah. it was. So everybody's got new bows in our group, but I'm still, I'm now shooting a, what, a 12 year old Bowtech assassin something. Does it kill? Yes. And I'm comfortable with it. I, yeah. It's small. I'm not big. So I love, you know, how easy it is. And then like, um, one of you guys, and it wasn't you, let me shoot your bow. And as soon as I held it, I'm like, damn, this thing is heavy compared all to all the newer ones are my bow. quite a bit heavier than, you know, that, which one. I and would then, think, it'd, but then car, the, like the. The Hoyt Carbons or whatever they kind of oh, like shit, up. the RX fives or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the new but, ones are. But I mean, are, the but... price tag on those is outrageous. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm probably just going to get mine restrung. Maybe not this year. I think it's good to go. But uh, get a restrung, keep running it. I still have my favorite bow I've had. I've that uh, bear uh, Anar- anarchy. Anarchy. It's still sitting there because, like I said, it's I hard, can't get rid of it. Hard to get rid <laughs> of <laughs> a left hand thirty-one and a half inch draw link. I've got a couple I've tried to sell for a hundred dollars, and you can't even get a bite no. on those. So it's just like, yeah, and just put it as a backup rig. And Unless, keep it, so. Exactly. Unless you're t- going to turn them within a year or two of them being new. Yeah. 
You might as well keep it. Yeah, there's no resale value in them hardly no. for the most part. I believe Ted Nugent said he's got every bow he's ever owned other than maybe one or so. So I think yeah. we're yeah. just going to have to go that road. Yeah. Yeah. Just cool. keep, keep everything we Collector's ever Collector's item. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and honestly, you have – Pat had this come up a couple years ago, if you remember. He was walk. we went to damn Colorado, and he was everything was fine. And we get oh, back to yeah. Missouri, and he's walking through, and a thorn slices – cuts his string oh seriously like second week of october or something like a worst time and he didn't have a backup and i'm like you know that's not the worst idea if you get a new bow keeping the old one and making sure it's still good to go yeah just in case something hits the fan and you can't get it fixed we've been on enough out-of-state hunts i carry extra Every, d-loop string yeah. i've yep. got the sights marked everything because i mean it happens yeah yep. shit goes wrong and if you're in 12, 13 miles in the backcountry from a archery shop. It's tough to get to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would ruin your weekend too. What uh, what kind of? I'm I'm just kind of curious now at this point. So you still run those those broadheads you were telling us about before? I've shot Nap Spitfires for Nap Spitfires for, forever. Oh, Look them up. Yep, they've been around was for a, a good minute. Was that a solid? It's a mechanical. Yeah, it's a mechanical. It's a, yeah, but uh, fold behind mechanical. Yeah, NAPs put them out for I mean decades, honestly, yeah. but. I've never had one fail. It's one of those things. It just doesn't go wrong. And the, only, the only one I hear that fails all the time is the Rage. That's the only one that I hear that fails. I I'm don't, sure. I don't hey, ever want a bad mouth company. Rage, I mean, I don't either. That was Micah. I, I don't know. I said it. I, <laughs> and see, I'm more so one hear I've the heard. ones, the front deploying, the ones with the rubber bands that have to, like, fold from, like, front. You know what I'm talking about? Like, hold the rubber band holds them closed. Yeah. I've always heard about those, like, not deploying because they hit – and instead of pushing out, it sinks into the animal first, so that the rubber band never gets expanded. Or whatever. The rages I would not know. I don't know. I'm curious how how much people like they don't they say they don't deploy, or was it just a bad shot? I had two instances. I don't know. It was the only time I didn't shoot Spitfires. I jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah. I don't know. Two three years after I hit the market and yeah. hit two two deer that I've killed with Nap Spitfires in the past, and huh. uh, it was. I mean, it was three days apart and i literally sold them when i got back into town the next day and just yeah. screwed my spitfires back on and back. So <laughs> yeah teach yeah. their own yeah. i mean they, they work you run there's the rage so, there's you run so many rage variables the, yeah. with any any broadhead you All shoot of them. yeah like i had some issues with some some solid broadheads i shot which made me ch- switch to iron wheels mm-hmm. I, i've never heard anybody else have issues yeah. but i had blood trail issues so i'm like eh I'm Com- going to try something else. Confidence kills with archery and yeah. put a good shot on at the end of the day. You've got to wait for a good shot. Yeah, Every right broadhead's going to kill if you put a good shot on That's very true. That's for sure. Yeah. Boom. I'm one for one with severs, so I'm going to stick with those. They're a mean They're a mean piece of broadhead at the tip of the You now. should look into a dude. His name is uh, John. Is it John Lusk? I think it's John. John Lusk with Lusk Archery Adventures. On YouTube, he does broadhead reviews. And he's got... The, is it's pretty cool because he's trying to be as scientific as possible yeah. and give the same test to every broadhead he takes. And he's developed his test through the years. And so, like, now he's doing where he'll shoot. I don't remember what he does. But at the end, he does a durability test where he shoots these broadheads through steel plates five times to see how they hold up. And he did it with mechanicals. He used to only do it with solids before. And he's like, screw it, I'll start doing it with mechanicals. And these severs held up just as good as a lot of solids mm-hmm. did in these steel plates. And uh, so he was doing all these different reviews with different broadheads, and he's like, I like these. It's the only mm-hmm. one that's stuck in the cinder block, too. Yeah, it's stuck in the cinder block, too. Yeah, he would shoot them into cinder blocks. <laughs> <laughs> case, you know, I'm you know, shooting cinder just, blocks. Just in case we're hunting steel in cinder blocks. <laughs> and right. they're, not, they're not that expensive. Like, it, 
What, they're 12 bucks a piece? Comparably, no, they're seven or eight bucks a piece. Yeah, yeah they're you know, direct like, to consumer, so mm-hmm. yeah, save some money true. there. Yeah, so Andy bought, actually, we were doing our show with John, and Andy was buying them online. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you're talking about confidence kills. I had zero confidence in any broadhead that I had yeah. at the time, and I was looking for a new one and watching it. Right, we were leaving talking in, to him. Leaving in what? Ten days, days or something like that? I think it was, it was like, quicker than that. Yeah, it was pretty quick. And I was like, you know what? I had just bought rages because I went. I was going back to rages because that's what I've killed a few deer on. Yeah, you've had no issues with them. I never had any issues with them. Yeah, and I had two brand new packs of rages, and we're talking to Lusk, and he's like, "Actually, you know, these would be the ones I'd go with if you like the rage. I look at these, so I ordered them and haven't looked. You know, yeah. As I say, I haven't looked back. It's been a year, but <laughs> right, haven't been that long. You did kill a deer with one. I did kill a deer. Smoked them too. Went, went through, through shoulder. Went through two shoulders. Yeah, Hyper, but hypodermic 12, 12 yards. No, it was a that sever. The oh, sever, the sever. Yeah. The sever. has like a which is chis- a re- more re- of a chisel type rear yeah, deploy, correct? Chisel it's, rear yeah, deploy. I'll, I'll be honest, it looks identical to the rage that. deployment system. It has a few different things. Yeah. It allows it to swing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they've got a swivel system, so like it's they're able to go around solid objects. They're mm-hmm. supposed to. Yeah. So if it hits a bone, it can yep. shift or shift instead of breaking. A bit. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've never shot a mechanical in my life, so I don't know anything about them. But I'm not saying I'm never do it. So I far. shoot single bevel vaps out of my traditional bows, and then yeah, the, yeah it's tough to beat a single bevel all steel broadhead. I've yeah. heard, I've they've heard been a lot killing of stuff. They've been killing stuff for centuries. I see. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see some of the testing they've done too on it. It's like it's one of the best producing as far mm-hmm. as wound channels and stuff. Yeah, because like it's supposed to with yep. that single bevel kind of get that twist yeah, in there. Yeah, and twists. So. When I bought my iron wheels, I almost bought the singles. I bought the double. Yeah. Um, but and then John was like, eh, they all, the iron wheels are really high end as far as the, the what do you call it, the, the material used. Of course, they're also high end in the price. They're like $35 a piece. So I don't even want to shoot the damn things <laughs> practicing because I'm like, oh, I don't want to dole this thing up before I actually shoot it on an animal. And I, if I lost the damn thing practicing, I get pissed. I get yeah. you about a gallon and a half of gas these days. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, if you uh, lose that thing, you can't get back to the hunting spot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what y'all do. Yeah, Missouri yeah, Disabled Sportsman. Fair enough. Um, so Missouri Disabled Sportsman, honestly, it's a it's an all-volunteer-based uh, nonprofit organization here in Missouri. Um, honestly, our goal is to get mobility-impaired folks, kids, and then – terminally ill kids opportunities in the outdoors whether it's hunting fishing shooting sports um, outdoor education um, and just give them opportunities to get out and experience some of the things that able-bodied folks get to take for advantage take advantage of every day so take for granted yeah take for granted yeah honestly uh i took it for granted until the first day i showed up boys that's it's kind of why i got involved when i first did is Mm -hmm. i i just volunteered in an event because of some guys i'd met through a a different online hunting forum we'd become friends with but First guy I got paired up with the first day, I was uh, like, holy shit. Two hours before we got to go out for a hunt, he started to get ready and do stuff. And then, honestly, slogging through a field with a, a rolling wheelchair, yeah. you know, through mud and snow. I was like, it was pretty eye-opening to this guy. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I jumped in. How, how yeah. long have you been doing it for? I think my first event was 2013 so when I showed up. For a while, yeah, so, I mean, I'll be honest with you, it was uh, – I've been so into the outdoors since I was young. I mean, I started duck hunting, fishing at four years old with my dad up in Minnesota. But uh, so my free time was always outdoors anyway. So yeah. it was an opportunity, honestly. I, I'd moved down here to Missouri. I did have some friends, but not a whole lot in the hunting community. Right. right. But uh, yeah, it gave me another reason. I could look at my wife and be like, 
I'm going to go help some guys in some wheelchairs and some young kids get into the outdoors. Yeah. She, it's can't, kinda, re- she yeah. can't really tell me you now. Can't, right? You, can, you so, can't yeah. argue with yeah. that. I'm going to go do my public service. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I'm going to go try to sneak in some more weekends. But it was honestly just a way to give back, man. And like right. I said, once I saw it that first day, like, this guy was all in. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, and, and from that point forward, I mean, the organization has grown leaps and bounds. That's um, awesome. Uh, I got a little more involved on the director side. I'm not taking credit for it. It, it has been a... I mean, a team adventure team. since day one. Right. We've had a strong group of supporters that got the organization actually founded and off the ground. But uh, since then, man, it's not only Missouri-wide, but we've had some guys out-of-state hunts. We've had some That's phone cool. calls to get some opportunities in the coming coming years. We can talk about some of that, obviously, yeah. down the road yeah, here. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's grown to a network of somewhere around 300 volunteers in the state. Wow. 40-plus landowners. Uh, we work with the Department of Conservation mm-hmm. almost exclusively yeah. uh, on every event now. Um, you actually – did you just have an event this last weekend? We actually – we yeah. had a couple of them. It was the first time ever in our history. We that kind of pissed me had, off. We had two events this When weekend. I saw that, I'm like, damn it, what? Why? My timing is always so horrible. You know, I got this list of, like, people I want to talk with, and I'm like, all right, now I'm going to get this guy. And then as I'm doing some research, getting ready for the show, I'm like, they just had an event last weekend. Down Montauk <laughs> State Park, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, I should have done this two weeks ago. It was our uh, inaugural trout fishing event. We actually okay. had, uh, I kind of feel like a dick, but uh, I was out of town. My nephew, that is my godson, graduated up in Minnesota. Yeah, so, you got a reason. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. I mean, same thing I'll go back to. The team of volunteers absolutely carried the weight. I mean, they jumped in. But, uh, yeah, we were down at Montauk. We had six guys down there trout fishing. Had an awesome day down there. I love that place. Yeah. That place is, yeah. Beautiful, my family used to go down there country, camp and do yeah. a little trout fishing and whatnot. I think we finished one limit shy for the six-man limit Can't down there. That. So they, they caught a ton That's of fish, awesome. had a nice fish fry, and then we had uh, just a kind of fundraiser, fun shoot up here at Smithville Lake at KCTA okay. at their trap and skeet range on Saturday, too, yeah. that uh, had a, a decent turnout, but uh, mm-hmm. something we're looking to grow up here, too, just to get people out into the shooting sports well, sure. and opportunities mm-hmm. as well, too. So, How do you uh, – how do you figure out what you're going to do every year? Because I'm guessing, you know, as an organization gets bigger, your opportunities to maybe do more things also grows. 100%. But you can't do every little thing, I'm guessing, that you want to do yep. or that people offer to you or, you know, want you to be able to do. So how do you prioritize what you're going to try to do every year, especially so, the, so you can serve as many people as you Yeah, no, for want. sure. So the beauty of, uh, I guess, us being so volunteer-based and the network we have of volunteers – We've got a dozen key events, and that's growing every year that we're actually putting on, you know, specifically sponsored by us. But uh, if somebody needs support somewhere around the state, we've got a volunteer network that can make that happen. Mm. So um, like the KCTA thing this weekend, you know, we had a group of eight people up here. Right. Um, There was, I believe, 19, 20 volunteers down at Montauk. That network's grown so big that we can facilitate doing events. So if there's something that landowners want to do or you guys want to create an opportunity – I've said it since day one, even if it's for one individual, mm-hmm. we've probably got a network of people that can help facilitate that. That's um, awesome. Me and Nate were talking before the show, and um, I've experienced a lot of hesitancy from new volunteers. Um, I know it's probably kind of intimidating, not only from the uh, a mobility-impaired um, person's aspect, but from somebody that's maybe never dealt or had interactions with somebody that's got an impairment to, yeah. to jump in a volunteer and maybe not you know, gun-shy about how you could help them or whatever, but at the end of the day, all they want is somebody there to help. Like I, if I could tell somebody to do, do it once, you'll be hooked. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's really not a whole lot of special needs that these these individuals need. They live their lives daily with these impairments already. They don't need you to hold their hand to get through that. They need help getting to a blind. They need help working the shooting sticks. Uh, you know, they need help the, the identifying deer which something. deer yeah. we're shooting. Um, yeah. It's it's not 
rocket science, what we're doing out there, we're being their friend. We're being a guide. We're yeah. being a mentor and just a support service for them to get out and pursue the passion awesome. that, that we get to do yeah. at the end of the day. So I think sometimes it's like you were saying, like we talked about a little bit before recording is for someone who doesn't have an impairment or, but does want to help. It's honestly just being ignorant to the fact that I don't know what I don't know. Yep. So I don't know. Am I going to, am I going to hurt you more? Am I going to do something to you? Should I, what can I not do? So a lot of times when you have those, uh, hesitations, a natural instinct for most humans is to do what? Just check out. Don't yeah, do it. Don't, don't even do it. Yeah. I want, I want to be able to help. Yep. I want to do this, but I'm, I'm not sure what to do. So I'm just not going to, I had you know? 100% of those same feelings driving up to that first deer hunt in 2013. You know, what am I even doing here? What am I supposed to do? We're not going to hurt any of these individuals that may have an impairment any sure. more than they already are. So that's one thing to be said. I don't want to sound jaded right. about it, but like they've dealt with enough struggles. Like they're going to tell you what they need. Um, we do a, a bit of a vetting process through all of our events mm -hmm. too. So we kind of know what we're getting with. We yeah. ask them what some of their impairments mean. So we have some of those resources readily available when they show up. So it's not a, a shit show, honestly, trying right. to, to get things together and make sure that we can facilitate getting those people into the field. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, but it, well, it is intimidating. Our... Jump in, though. It's not. Uh, yeah, that makes total yeah, sense. It's, it's we all do these outdoor things daily. You know, we know what we're doing. We're the mentors. That's all they're looking for. It's a support unit so they can go and pursue what we're doing. So, well, and honestly, you know, when you meet somebody who has such a passion for the outdoors, like we had a guest and you listened to his show, mm -hmm. um, Vince Houseman, uh, his his friend, good friend, uh, Tristan Williams brought him down and they came down to our house and had a did a show with Vince about his first deer. He, he got, he got to kill. What is it last year now? I guess two years, two, two, year? two years ago now time and me don't do well <laughs> anyways. And, uh, you know, just w watching the passion come out of him about, you know, every time he saw something or what he was able to do and him and Tristan talking about the first time he went, they used to Turkey hunt more than the deer hunt yeah. side and, you know, running and gunning and just the passion he has, his, uh, his, disability has nothing to do with any of it yeah, it's no. not it it doesn't exist to him it's it, just it never does. by the way hey vince what's up buddy yep because i'm sure he'll listen to us hopefully yep. he will if not tristan say hi to vince for us but we we, you know. we make it a point when we hold our events that disabilities are so in the forethought i mean it's no one there is disabled right. we're there as a hunting environment we're our friends we are family we're there whether it's a fishing camp a deer camp you know a, an uplet bird hunt yep the disabilities don't matter it's yeah. everyone's on equal playing ground what's real cool and what we've got to see and just over the years is we're pretty intentional about partnering able-bodied youth kids with people with mobility impairments in almost every event super intentional about it for multiple reasons right gets these younger kids mm -hmm. obviously in contact dealing with people with impairments they're on the same playing field they all have the same passion We've seen so many kids jump in after the fact and come back for secondary hunts, and you're almost planting that volunteer seed, is what I like to call it, mm -hmm. and, and just breaking those barriers down, yeah. and, and hopefully creating advocates for folks with, you know, impairments and disabilities in the future. So, it's it's pretty cool to see happen organically at those events, and, and the are, walls the walls aren't there. So. Are, are these a lot of like first time hunters, or are they have they been out before? 
or is it probably uh, just a mixed bag? No, it's a mixed bag. Honestly, uh, again, we're we're super intentional about getting repetitive opportunities to folks. So if you yeah. show up in an event, whether you're a kid or a mobility impairment, we're going to be super intentional. If you want to keep coming back, we're going to try to give you multiple touch points, multiple yeah. contact points. So you're trying to keep that fire one and, going. With one and them. done yeah. does nothing for anybody. Yeah, isn't an opportunity yeah. great? Are we getting someone hooked? Are we getting them possibly back into the outdoors from uh, you know an extended break because of an injury, something like that? Probably not. You do it three, four, five times, yeah, you're going to get those folks back mm-hmm. into it and hooked. Um, so, yeah, we're super intentional about that. On the other side of things, recruitment's something we're looking to every year. Uh, we try to recruit 20, 25 new folks into our events, um, regardless of what it is, fishing, upland bird hunts, uh, the deer hunts. Yeah, we're always looking to get new people involved into it, so... I know you said you almost had 300, over 300 volunteers, About how many participants do you guys have? On average, we average um, right around 300, 300 plus contacts a year between youth That's and awesome. then mobility impairment folks. Um, that does include some events and other organizations that we just help kind of mm-hmm. sponsor some of their right. events as well, too. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're all trying to accomplish the same goal. So right. if Absolutely. we can help somebody else's event be successful, yeah, but... Right around 300, and it's growing every year. We're going to blow that out of the water this year, I believe. Oh, really? By the time we get Sweet. done with it, just because of some of these new events we've kicked off. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get to it here in a little bit. Uh, I think we'll talk about the track chairs with the Department of Conservation. But uh, I've, been, I've been itching so to awesome. ask about that oh, boys, the entire are, time, but I'm are, like, I'm going to wait. Yeah, until we can wait. They're badass, but we've yes. got a pretty sweet I'm looking at one right now. Yeah, a pretty sweet announcement about them, too, that uh, oh, awesome. we're, we're excited about. So. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bite my tongue on wait asking that question yet though. Yeah. So, so far as uh, though back to Mike, Mike I said though, like people that want to get involved or if folks are looking for an opportunity, all of our events, you know, through the Facebook, social media are always listed, you know, several months in advance, and then the Department of Conservation um, events page has pretty much every event uh, listed at some point too. Okay. So just a simple application process in most cases. But I'm like I'm looking through what you sent me and. I mean, it looks like you can pretty well get involved whether you're wanting to be a volunteer or a, a participant a Participant, uh, all across the state. Pretty much, yeah. I it's, mean, uh, you got, you know, deer hunts, managed deer hunts, turkey hunts, snow goose, rabbit hunts, shooting events, fishing, out-of-state hunts even. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we, you we try, try to get, cover all You facets. try to cover, like, almost everything you could basically do in a state. You know, all of, these best event, you can. all of these events have kind of grown in the yeah. last 12 years mm-hmm. just out of uh, ideas from volunteers. I'll mm-hmm. be again, somebody wanted to, it's somebody's passion to snow goose hunt. They share their passion. Somebody's yeah, somebody. passion to rabbit hunt. And uh, because of the network of, of landowners, you know, we just, we make a phone call. We've very rarely run into folks. When we, when we go, um, someone that's outdoor enthusiast if you show up and ask to, to bring some kids or bring some with an impairment out, most of these landowners are so welcoming to us. Yeah. Um, and most of them have become family with the organization. The deer hunt that we do in Northeast Missouri was our first event. Well, the Upland Bird Hunt was the first one, but the, the deer hunt was kind of our core group of really mobility-impaired folks. Mm-hmm. And it started with like four or five guys. We're up to about a dozen now. But the network of landowners, I mean, it's 1,200 acres, I think 16 or 17 different landowners all through like four counties up in northeast of Missouri. That's we awesome. have dinner Friday night, and it's, I mean, it's like welcoming your family members back in. So yeah. it, it's cool how the community has grown. And and that happens <laughs> pretty much every corner of the and, state. And it's in northeast Missouri. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Can't it's go a, wrong there. It's antlerless only, boys. It's antlerless oh. only. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
No, it's that just... That would really uh, suck to see one of them freaking Pike County monsters. I don't know what county it's even in, but, you know, Pike County is a, uh, obviously a county everybody yeah. knows. And in Illinois. Right? I mean, there's, well, there's Pike County, well, there's, Missouri, but there's famous both. ones Well, they, Illinois, they touch. Yeah. There's, that's they why touch. I call it Twin Pikes, because yeah. they're Pike County, Illinois, and Missouri. Uh, never mind. I can't say. We're, <laughs> we're up through all the way through Macon, Adair, yeah. Knox County. It's, yeah. a, it's a pretty good stretch, so it's not bad deer country. Not not one bit. I no. mean, you're helping out the landowners, too, you know, managing does and that sort of thing. So well, that's why we moved that antlerly hunt to that antlerless hunt to that weekend, honestly, is it, it created more opportunities. I mean, sure, yeah. you oh, get yeah, rifle yeah. season, everybody and their families, you know, they're out. Oh, yeah. Doing their deer thing, shooting mm-hmm. bucks and whatnot, so it makes it a little easier to get in the gate when yeah. uh, we're out just managing does for it. Right, so, right. Yeah, but uh, same thing with the turkey hunt down in uh, southwest Missouri. It started with two hunters and one landowner, and it's this year really? we rolled out six guys down there, five different farms. I mean, it's just uh, it continues to grow everywhere we go. So that's awesome. Yeah. Is, and that's based great. on these pictures I'm looking at, you guys have success. We do have success. It's a success every hunt, but putting some meat in the freezer <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it's the beauty of some of these farms, some man. Bonus successes. Some of these landowners, I mean, they're they are well managed, well maintained private farms that they support the mission. So that's awesome. Yeah, the we we do try to put targets in front of our our, our participants <laughs> as, as much as possible. So well, for sure. I mean, you know. So obviously, we know it's a blessing just to get out in the woods, and I'm sure they know that too. But get them out there and them harvest something that just makes it all that more awesome. It's a little icing on the cake. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, it like Micah said, it's great to be out in the woods, but you know, you hunt for ten straight years without seeing a deer. Let's say mm-hmm. you start to wonder if they even exist. Yeah, right. You know, wait. All these people say they they kill deer. I don't even know that they exist, right? I mean, they just run down the side of the road. You know? <laughs> <laughs> run right into our truck. <laughs> yeah, I, it goes back a little bit, and we've already talked about it earlier in the show. But it, it stuck with me when he said it. When it, when Walt said that on uh, the Movets podcast we did about you know be, just being outdoors has that that natural healing for the mental state. It takes you back to the. Uh, he got deep into it. I mean, about how, you know, the, the same wavelength of, of, of nature basically takes you back into that yeah. and kind of has that relaxing and calming deal of all the stuff. I'm sure some of these guys have to deal with on the day to day stuff. Like you said, they, they, they deal with, they don't ask for any special treatment. They, that their disability is just, it's not a disability to them. That's just life. It's life. Yeah. Right. And, and so to go out in nature and get back to that, that natural rhythm, I guess, of everything's, we never what look for a thank you, I guess. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that's not when any of these volunteers are here. But when you get an individual out in the field that's in a wheelchair or whatever and they spend a day, whether it's shooting pheasants or a weekend at deer camp, mm-hmm. and they go to leave and they say, you know what? I didn't think about being in this chair for the last eight yeah. hours, two days. Sold, you know. Yep. I mean, that's at the end of the day, what more could you ask for? It just it takes their mind off of them. Like you said, it puts them in a it's yep. a sweet spot. The outdoor should be a place of relaxation and rest for everybody. Because I know it heals this guy's soul most of the time. Oh, yeah. Nice. And so. you deal with people with all kinds of different pers- or uh, different situations. Yeah. You could deal with people who have been uh, in a wheelchair their entire lives. Yeah. You could be able to deal with people that have been in a wheelchair for two years. Yep. And, you know, those people might be coming from totally different mental states at different this stages. point. You know, different I mean, perspectives, yeah. You know, a, a kid that's been in one their whole life, that's that's all they know. I mean, you know, that's how they live. They're used to maybe potentially how their life is. Mm-hmm. Whereas a guy or gal who maybe got in a car wreck two years ago and is paralyzed at this point, 
They're still learning. I mean, they're just trying to, you know, live at this point. And they used to climb tree stands. I mean, we had a one of Micah's buddies on a few uh, months ago named Danny who had a stroke because of COVID. Listen to that episode. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, couldn't even freaking climb a tree stand. Couldn't drive four wheeler. Couldn't hunt at night. Well, not hunt at night. Get out of a tree and leave at night. (laughs) Yeah. You know, just all these things you take for granted as a person who doesn't have those things. Before guys, (laughs) (laughs) that's not what I said. Um, You know. Just people come from different perspectives, for sure. For you know, sure. and uh, that's got to be cool because you you sometimes can probably see that in an individual. I think the secondary, it's almost secondary healing for some of these it's, guys. It's too, a little bit selfish, right? Like to, you're well, you're doing it to feel great. I mean, one hundred percent. I've never walked away from. <laughs> we've said it all the time when we do our post event, you know, meetings at yeah. the board of directors. And I mean, there's tears. There's grown men in tears. There's women in tears. It's like it hits her right in the right in the ticker. Yeah, and, and it's hard not to, but. Uh, to, to be able to put folks that maybe are in wheelchairs or have different, you know, impairments together in, in that structure yeah. too and get them to kind of spend time on people on the same playing field dealing with the same, you know, issues they are, I think there's some healing in that as well too and some camaraderie that's created oh, amongst no that. Doubt. And yeah. I know for a fact, like, we've got a network. I mean, we've got some younger kids, you know, with spine, spine uh, excuse me, spina bifida mm-hmm. or in wheelchairs, stuff like that. But some of these older gentlemen that have been in wheelchairs for 15, 16, 17 years – our mentors they're in touch constantly you know yeah. so so we're creating some of those connections as well that are just secondarily benefits of of the good we're hopefully doing out there that's so, badass yeah with with these uh events and stuff that you'll put on i'm assuming you know you have a vetting process of who you're going to bring on and you know take out mm-hmm. it, once you make that decision pretty much everything's facilitated right like do do you cover you you have the rifles you have the yeah, shotguns it, whatever the case may be if is that needed we have the resources to cover everything equipment wise uh we typically do ask the participants to purchase their own hunting licenses mm-hmm. um just so all of that's legal and uh, mm-hmm. on the up and up on that front um a lot of our events uh if they are like overnight events we'll you know we'll procure room and board um but yeah as far as getting them out in the field whether it's Track chairs, guns, crossbows, clothing, you name it. Yeah, we've got all those bases covered for sure. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty much hands-off uh, if they want to participate. The partnership with the Department of Conservation, too. I mean, I'd be remiss. Yeah. I'm going to get into it here in a bit. But, like, their outdoor education program here across the state, it's mm-hmm. like if people aren't taking advantage of it, they're missing the boat. We're, got- we're really blessed with the conservation we have. I, I mean – and I've said it before, so they don't do everything perfect, but they do do a lot of things right in uh-huh. my eyes. Um, so we, as a state of Missouri, we're, we're blessed to have the conservation that we do have. I've so, done just with the public speaking and talking about the organization and dealing with them on a daily basis. They're one of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. like you said, I don't even know if that's debatable. It's, it's, I mean, it's it, not debatable. They're if probably we're, if we're the really best. being honest, they are the yeah. best conservation department in the country um and i've been to multiple states around the nation and i can tell you firsthand a lot of them don't run like ours do yeah yeah is everything perfect probably not but at the end of the day like we've got a sweet thing going here so uh partnering with them it's been instrumental in the growth and the success of of all of our events honestly i mean honestly that one percent sales tax when it was passed long time ago missouri citizens back in the day yeah Yeah, yeah. the best thing that ever happened to our state it's pretty crazy and you start to see it anymore i mean not to get political but you see some of the shit happening all over the country and budgets getting taken and Mm -hmm. you know that can't get biologist yeah i mean that's uh we've got a good thing going here but (laughs) yeah We've got to participate in that, too. I mean, it's a thing I'd say, like, take advantage of it. Use these resources. The education specialists around the state, that's their job. They want to get out, and they want to they want to educate people and provide opportunities. So Yeah. You know, I'm going through all these really cool um, 
events you guys have been doing with like i listed a little bit uh a couple minutes ago there's only one i don't see in here Coyotes. Coyotes. You know, boys, I, I left it that, I left it out on purpose, boys. <laughs> I, so I, I was waiting for I was like, he hasn't said coyote hunting yet. This conversation. Some of these kids want to go with some really shitty coyote hunters <laughs> and learn how to not well, do it. They already go with We're some down. pretty shitty deer hunters <laughs> and pretty shitty fishermen, so it's, it's probably nothing new. No, I, guess, uh, I guess quality of hunter is not part of that vetting process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you ever killed anything before? <laughs> one, one time I did. One time. Yeah. It's uh, happened. We we honestly, uh, predator is something some of our participants have asked about. It's really? just it's kind of facilitating that. I'll, I'll be honest, a lot of uh, our board members probably aren't between bow hunting, archery hunting, and everything else. Predators yeah. just not on the forefront. But yeah. if there's an opportunity, boys, we'll get some people to show up and shoot some dogs. We might so, have to we might might look to, into that. Yeah, yep. we might have to. We've got a, uh, the unions here in Kansas City, like the laborers unions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it's the pipe fitters, the IBEW have been huge supporters of us the roofers the painters unions all of them uh for multiple years but a couple of their volunteers are pretty ate up with the dogs like you guys are yeah. too mm-hmm. so i think if we got your uh you boys sitting down in a room we could probably get something together oh i'm sure we could for sure those track chairs will get them wherever they need to boys nice segue <laughs> yeah. yeah nice yeah, segue. Let's go to it because yeah. that's that's what i was getting at. i'm like you know uh, with these damn things we could get people where we needed to get them <laughs> how, how late at night do they like to stay up well, yeah, because night season would be a really fun time for someone to – thermal season? Yeah, no. Oh, my gosh. These track chairs a... have lights on them, boys. They can navigate See, they can the get dark. to where they need yeah, to. Get yeah, wherever we need to. I say it all the time. I've yet to get one stuck. I'm sure as shit trying. <laughs> We've yet to get one stuck. We've had a few battery incidences, but uh, they are they're absolute tanks, and they're That's game awesome. changers for what we've been able to do. Uh, I bet. Yeah, I believe, the, again, the Department of Conservation, I think they've got 14 or – 14 of them around the states. That's what it says here, yeah. yeah. So, so let's explain, get into that. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. the dome. No, uh, I'll try to be an expert. I, I, I did sign <laughs> off on their training course on them. Uh, <laughs> no, what they are, it's uh, Action Tractor is the name of the company. I believe they're up out of Minnesota, but uh, partnership with uh, Department of Conservation. I'm not sure of the date. I'm not even going to throw it out there, but uh, I believe Bass Pro Shops, QDMA, back in the day, there were some, some big partners that all kind of jumped in on the program. Purchased 14 of them. They're spread out across the state from Kansas City, Kirksville, uh, Boone County region, Springfield. Any partnered event that the Department of Conservation um, participates in, you can request to use those track chairs in advance. Again, a lot of it's just going through like your county and or your uh, MDC regional outdoor education coordinator. Obviously, there's some logistic planning, you know, that yeah, takes place. Right. So calling them two days ahead of time and telling yeah. you need some track chairs, probably not going to happen. Um <laughs> But with enough advance, yeah, they'll roll these things out for just about anywhere. Um, hmm. I'll be honest, I didn't know about the program when we first got involved with this um, because of our first initial partnerships with the Department of Conservation. It just came up through, you know, talk after one of the events that these were available. So we rolled them out to a, a hunt. I think we brought in three the first time. And the, the participants, I mean, it was immediately, you know, changed yeah. how we were able to get these guys into the field with the ease and the access of that logistics yeah um and since that have time, you have you seen these andy yeah they're sitting up there when we went to uh uh duckhorn yeah they duck, were? Duckhorn there's, there's two of them sitting up there yep, yeah, where duck, in that big in their shop part shed. no shit yeah. Yeah, in the shop yeah they're I sitting pay. i guess they're back around the corner oh when we walked in we went to that room if you went in and then oh and then yeah back, yeah there's some overhead oh, doors must not have been paying attention yeah. 
But, yeah, I mean, they're bad machines. They're all-terrain, basically have tank tracks on them. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like a mini skid loader is what it yeah. reminds me Yeah, I mean, me they of. have uh, three-plane leveling, some of them do. So when you're going, you know, up or down hills, they you can like recline. You're still. In, incline, decline to kind of, take, you know, yeah. take that gravity off of them. So, you, sorry. No, go you, ahead. you mentioned the MDC, like, to use them, you have to be, like, using one of their programs. So what, just to touch on that? It's just basically got to be an MDC partnership. They're not going to loan those chairs out to, to just an individual, right. basically, to say, you know, I want to go deer hunt for the day on so-and-so's farm. You're not so if it's a partnership program, it's a then partnership you can program, request the use of 100%. it. 100%. Okay. So whether it's a school program, you know, an outdoor event program at anywhere in the state, yeah. they don't got to be used for hunting and fishing. I mean, take a kid down a hiking trail, right. yeah. you know, whatever it is, but... Um, and a good portion of what you guys do is with MDC, a lot of your programs. 100%. However, it doesn't even have to be that anymore for you guys, right? That is correct, sir. Uh, we <laughs> See, are about I did to my announce, homework. Yeah, great segue <laughs> on your part, right? <laughs> we have been working through or with MDC on a partnership, a kind of a grant proposal, and with some other supporters of ours. Um, logistically speaking, like I got back to, it's a lot of work to get these right. delivered to places. Uh, I think MDC just wants me off their back at this point. <laughs> stop <laughs> calling yeah, me. Yeah, stop calling us. Stop calling us. Um, they, they, they worked with uh, some of their budgeting and funding and, again, some other supporters, and we are uh, have ordered uh, four of our own tractors. Oh, the yeah. Awesome. Sportsmen. Um, so we're going to have our private fleet. We're going to have our own trailer to haul them in. Um, and it's just going to allow us to obviously continue to, to increase the opportunities. Have a little more freedom. A little more freedom, yeah. for sure. Yep. Reduce some of the logistics uh, that, that the politics of MDC binds mm-hmm. them by. Um, what something we're super excited about organizationally is yeah. uh, getting our guys out of state. That's been one of the hurdles. Um, the MDC track chairs have to be used with MDC vehicles, oh, insurance, okay. liability. Right, sure. Um, we're going to be able to negate some of that with the, with this program yeah. and, and basically open up some doors outside of the the this, the borders. So uh, that's yeah, awesome. It's going to be it's, it's going to be huge. And uh, I mean, I'd be remiss not to give a shout out Kyle Laramore, uh, Justin McGuire with MDC, Rob Garver are, are some of the driving units in those. So uh, they've Good been for them. they've been awesome supporters of it, and we couldn't be more thrilled with it. Honestly, I just yeah, approved uh, the uh, the logo wrapping on the trailer yesterday. And oh, really? It's going to look pretty sweet. So. Nice. Yeah, uh, enclosed trailer. I'm assuming enclosed trailer. Nice. Yep. yep. Can't be so, that. But some of these tractors even get some of these guys vertically standing too. Um, you know, depending on their disability, mm-hmm. it'll it'll stand them straight up so they can upland bird hunt, do stuff like that in a, in a vertical position. So something that, that many of them have not done for multiple years, obviously. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I'm sure I wouldn't even want to know what the price tag is on one of those. So I mean, that's awesome. They're not cheap, but no. you know, if there's any companies, anybody around the the state that wants to help us out, we'd like to get eight of them. I'm just saying. Yeah, more uh, than merrier. Yeah. Um, well, but, and and do do remember that, listeners, because at the end here, we're you know Pete's going to obviously give uh, contact information. So if people do want to help out with not just you know track chairs, but get involved. Or you know, anything. let's say you're a guy like, well, like like me. Let's say um, I do want to become involved in things. Uh, we're doing a there's an annual deer youth hunt in our area that we want to become more involved in as a uh, as a podcast and. Honestly, this sounds like something I really would want to do. But there's a lot of people that time is limited, like you're saying, right? 100%. I've got four children. I want to hunt myself. I want to take them hunting. And then you add other things. Sometimes people can't physically do things, but there's other ways you can help out. I mean, for sure. Money not, talks too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here asking to, <laughs> to open wallets, but yeah, money talks. I mean, yeah. none of these events are cheap. I'll, 
track chairs yeah the track chairs but i mean i'll just throw it out there the upland bird hunt has been one of our it's our flagship event it gets Mm -hmm. the most people out in the field uh we we host about 30 kids but it's about a 14 fifteen thousand dollar ticket for a one-day event and you go to talk to duckhorn outdoor adventures or anybody i mean it's that's pretty much the the running rate for those events it's it's not cheap to do these so again the the supporters and the network that we built the unions here in kansas city i mean they've been awesome I mean, yeah. but it, it helps us drive that train so yeah funding especially in this day and age i know it's tight yeah. for everybody but yeah. we're, we're not gonna misuse that funding i, I can assure you and, well, and we, we volunteer we everybody to show up and i'll show you how we're spending the money we yeah, didn't even, we didn't even hey. mention this for so if people well, do want to you know help out down the road you guys are a non-for-profit yeah 100 501c3 nonprofit yep. uh have been founded since 2008 we've been a registered 501c3 so everything's on the up and up tax donations as far as you know, businesses, private donations, stuff like that. So, what's your primary source of funding? I mean, what do you what do you do to generate your primary? It is all fundraising. To be completely mm-hmm. honest, Andy. Um, I mean, I, I hate to to beat the drum. The unions here. I mean, yeah. when we go and go to the table or knock on their door and ask them for funding, they never skip a beat. Yeah. Um, I'll put a little pressure on the St. Louis side of the state. To be completely honest, Kansas <laughs> City's carrying the ship around here. So. Um, but yeah, it's private, it's private funding, um, <laughs> conservation heritage. That Andy, Foundation. Andy said yeah, that sorry. once again to our St. Louis <laughs> listeners. That was Andy that said that. Go but, Royals! Uh, go Royals! <laughs> oh God! Worst team in baseball, baby. <laughs> Love you guys. That's right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's all private fundraising. We've got some phenomenal, you know, private mm-hmm. supporters that have just they've been supported the mission from day one. Um, that that jump in anytime we need to. We do just like any organization does. You know, fundraising events, raffles, auctions, stuff like that. So yeah. So I mean, you do have some events. You don't have any like main flagship events. You have multiple, I'm guessing. Yep. yep. Okay. So yeah, there's not one main. We've talked about doing a big banquet and stuff like that, but again, time, resources. Yeah, right. yep. If we can. Spends a lot. It's a lot of money to even put a banquet on mm-hmm. to yep. attempt to raise some. You know. We're yeah. we're pretty frugal with how we spend our money. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's been one of our our missions. I guess is like everything should go into equipment and or opportunities. So you know. To, to put on a banquet and spend some of our money. Right. Yeah. To hopefully to make. Hope, yeah. yeah. You know, may we make some money? Yeah. but You could, might also lose money. Could, I mean. Could we spend it better? Yeah. I can assure you we can through experiences. Right. So yeah. it's kind, yeah. kind of how we look at that. Yeah. So. Well, and like I said, I mean, you do stuff all across the state. Yeah. Um, and that was part, one of the reasons I, I wanted to have you on. I've been wanting to have you on for a while, but schedules are schedules. Understood. And. Uh, you know, there might be somebody that listens to our show that didn't know y'all existed. Yep. You know, that's the idea of doing something like this. End is, of the day, if we get some participants or people that may be mobility impaired, honestly, even just kids that want to get involved in the outdoors. Uh, exactly. you know, we're in the Kansas City area. I see it every day. Like, there's a lot of youth that don't get an opportunity to get outside that urban environment. So yep. if there's kids, we want to take them. Department of Conservation wants to take them. But, yep. you know, at some point, there's got to be some personal accountability and take the first step to yep. register and or apply for a program. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be a volunteering time, volunteering money. It could be you know somebody 100%. Who, who could really use this type of I say uh, it all the time to people. Don't even invite them to one of our events. Take somebody else hunting. I mean, you mentioned it. You've mm-hmm. got kids. If you're getting your kids outdoors or somebody else's kid, it doesn't need to be a Missouri Disabled Sports and Event. Right. You know, do, do something in your own backyard. Right. right. End of the day, fair enough. You know, that's, that's what we're looking for is across the board getting people out to the outdoors. So. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. The one that would kill me the most is – 
you know you work with terminally ill people it's and pretty it's pretty tough man i don't know i don't it's, know how much uh, how much enjoyment i'd get out of that one i'm well, i'm sure i'd love it but like at the same time you, just you knowing. said it and uh, <laughs> I, mean, I referenced ted nugent earlier and i heard him on a podcast a national podcast the other day but he said something about what better gift and or thank you to have a parent and or a child that's terminally ill to their last wish is to want to come hunt or spend time with you or to go into the outdoors. Yeah, is it tough to see? Is right. that child obviously, you know, terminally ill? 100%. If you can give that gift back to that kid, do it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's like, why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I'll, I just have to learn how to control my emotions. You you both know I'm an emotional individual. That's very true. <laughs> and I don't know how well I do. I try to be pretty stoic, man, yeah. but this guy has shed a tear or two in public. And it's like, it's, it's tough not to, man. It's like, if it doesn't change you, yeah, I said it when we were talking before the show. You come to one of these events or you do an event with any of these organizations and you, you didn't enjoy yourself or it doesn't change you, we're probably not going to be friends afterwards. <laughs> not the right, yeah. not the right yeah. place. Yeah, right. we're not we're not in the right crowd. So what it's, kind of uh, a sociopath <laughs> are you? <laughs> You're just yeah. a dick, aren't Some, you? <laughs> yeah, something very wrong with you. So, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. So. Uh, what else here? I mean, uh, we kind of went through the different events you all do each year. Um, the track chair program is absolutely awesome if, mm-hmm. if y'all don't know what we're talking about just google what a track chair is first off they look badass they are you know <laughs> and then they back it up it sounds like you know it, it's <laughs> able to get people uh obviously with um, mobility issues to places that they will never get to go yep um yep. unless unless you got a guy like you know vince and tristan where tristan is just you know, yeah. going wherever with we, them, and you know, no, I'm sure that boys, we try to avoid the wheelbarrows. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the wheel that's been a thing are, for them in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll do what you have to, but you try to avoid. Yeah, get it. Uh, those are pretty badass. Yeah, you know? no, we've seen some cool things, and I mean, they said it. It's it's whatever means necessary in some yeah. cases. And we've had guys that are totally impaired from the waist down. I've watched them climb elevated shooting house ladders. You know, it's like we'll do it safely. We'll figure out a way to get it done, but. Where there's a will, there's a way with yeah. everybody. So, do you have a story or a person that like really stands out? Like one of those one stories that like really hit home for you, or you how, know, how much time we got? Boys? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Probably honestly, quite a few. This this, S, this SD card is thirty two gigs. Yeah, <laughs> you so just keep going. This guy is it, my heart's full with stories. But if you've got time, I've got uh, I've got three I'll touch on. Do yeah, it. let's hear it. First one. Uh, one of my best friends right now, his name is William Hall. He's actually the first hunter that I sat with on that first hunt in 2013. Since then, we have every chance I get, I've spent thousands of hours with this gentleman and yeah. blind. Um, he puts in for the managed disabled deer hunts all over the state, which are typically on national wildlife refuges, mm-hmm. places I'm not ever going to get to step foot, let alone watch right. a deer get shot. Um, so besides being there with my one of my best <laughs> friends, we get access to some premier ground. So I want to say... 2016, he got drawn for Swan Lake. November 6th, right in the heart of the freaking rut here in Missouri, we rolled in, drew our blinds, rolled out 1 o'clock in the morning, or 1 o'clock in the afternoon to start the hunt, and uh, I dropped him off in the blind, driving the truck back up the levee, and William texts me, and he's like, bud, I got a 140 in front of me. Truck is still going up the levee. <laughs> From that point forward. <laughs> and then. <laughs> and, and then. No shot fired yet. I was about to say. Uh, so from that point forward, but it was probably the craziest white tail rut action I've personally ever seen in my lifetime, uh, where man's not involved. These deer were doing their deer things. They're not mm-hmm. disturbed. It was literally, I mean, 72 different deer. I think we saw in the evening, deer. Oh, 26 my. different bucks. Uh, I, <laughs> I literally had to probably hold the gun down from wheel shooting bucks all <laughs> afternoon. It was just one of these days. I mean, it was, it was on point. 
and uh had a i don't know 150 inch shooter pop up 250 yards down the levee we're on and we're watching it with binoculars out one side of the blind and i had just glanced down the other side of the blind and there was a couple of does out that was it glance back again and the second biggest deer i've ever seen on hoof oh man is on the levee dogging a doe and all i said to william is like excuse me grab your fucking gun there's a shooter <laughs> we've been waiting yeah. hours hundreds of hours for this opportunity yeah. to mature deer opposite side of the blind behind will's uh left shoulder so i literally grabbed the wheels of his wheelchair cranked him around <laughs> mm-hmm. he's shooting out about a one foot by one foot window that's in the door of this blind and this buck is dogging this doe through a wetland area and crosses a levee that's about chest deep with water Jeez. Holy smokes. Doe comes out and comes out to the dry ground, and that buck came out. And, I mean, it was like God himself shined the sunlight down on this deer's rack, and it was just points everywhere. Oh, and man. And I said to Will, I was like, are you on him? And he's like, yep. I was like, shoot that SOB. <laughs> <laughs> and he anchored him, boys, and that deer hit, and water splashed up around, and he didn't, didn't kick. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, we just <laughs> shot. I mean, we shot a world-class whitetail, right? Didn't to this, to this point. Didn't know what it was. 110 yards out maybe i told will i was like stay here i'm gonna go make sure you know he's down he's across this waterway obviously like yeah. i'll figure something out and will looked at me he's like well what the hell are you gonna do i was like don't worry about it <laughs> so i get down there and i'm 15 yards from this deer and i can just see points on the right side of it sticking up by stickers coming out kickers, oh. and i'm like holy shit but there was chest high water on a white-tailed deer for about a half mile both directions to cross this waterway levee oh. and i looked at will and i looked at the deer and this boy stripped down to his skippies <laughs> waded through that water on november 6 and floated that buck back across oh, and buddy, to this day like the celebration me and will had up on that levee uh was as I the mean, hypothermia was setting in, i wasn't right. worried about it there was no hypothermia his blood was yeah, pumping it blood was not was, slowing blood down was pumping but uh so that was i mean obviously one of the most memorable i think ended up being like 190 or 186 inch deer oh, holy wow, 16 smokes. pointers i mean it was a freaking giant um so that obviously jumps to mind <laughs> do you guys facilitate the taxidermy work <laughs> <laughs> you know no <laughs> you say that all joking aside the taxidermy was facilitated uh that's amazing we got some again awesome supporters and volunteers, awesome volunteers. And yep. we we blew up the uh we blew up the phones once we got some pictures and it was uh i mean some of our guys immediately said hey let's all chip in 100 bucks and it was kind that's of awesome probably four phone calls so wow Damn. yeah turned out a great pedestal mount so that's awesome but uh another one i'd, I'd just be remiss to touch on uh I'm going to mention these guys by names, but Seth Turner and Nick, uh, Nick Brandon are two of our guides. They've helped in our deer hunt for years. And, uh, we've got a gentleman that's been coming with us for six years, James Dean, um, very disabled, um, severe medical issues, but mm-hmm. man, you want to talk about a ray of sunshine, yeah. always a smile on his face. The first guy to say, hello, shake your hand. We have been busting our ass. Well, Seth and Nick have been busting their <laughs> ass. Um, along with the landowner to get a deer in front of James long enough that we could get him on a gun. And I mean, it would take him two, three minutes sometimes to pull a trigger yeah. just because of you know, the fulfillment yep. issues yep. working, working. I'm talking three seasons, four seasons oh. deer in front of us, just not long enough, not long enough. Well, two years ago we invested in one of the, uh, sip and puff, shooting mechanisms I don't know if is you that that's what they control with the, their mouth the straw right? can control yeah. with your mouth yep so we invested in one of those obviously just to increase opportunities and we've mm-hmm. got some other individuals that needed some assistance um 
but you dial that in with one of those eye scopes and pair those two together and it's a pretty lethal combination hmm. so we put those two together this year put james dean on the shooting range got him dialed in so that sip puff was working shooting great and uh we let her rip right we get him out to this landowner's property first evening of our deer hunt Seth's videotaping that eye scope records everything we have practiced i don't know 40 shots downrange, so we're dialed <laughs> in right doe pops out at i don't know 45 50 minutes before shooting light ends mm-hmm. walks right down the pipe 55 yards eye scope footage i mean james is dialed in on this thing and he goes to hit that sip puff machine and all you hear is and the gun doesn't fire the machine's going but the trigger's not going there might have been a few choice words from seth (laughs) deer takes a couple steps seth messes around with the gun a little bit james gets back on this doe gun doesn't go off again and at this point seth is like he's cursing all things he can curse at this Mm. point nick's trying to calm him down deer gets off they don't get a shot so it's obviously pretty everybody's pretty suggestive yeah. james sit is just, puff my ass yeah right, right. <laughs> i need a, i need a refund right. uh, so anyway you know they they sit there everybody calms down james could still care less you know james is pretty happy in the freaking blind gets closer to deer leg here comes another doe down the pipe they'd made some adjustments seth had emptied the gun closed it completely empty mm-hmm. set the sit puff back up gun fires immediately right so I reload the gun, get him locked in. Here comes his doe. Walks down the pipe, and buddy, James Dean smokes this thing. <laughs> Wheelhouse right behind the shoulder, and it was his first deer, I believe, in nine or ten years. Oh, wow. And buddy, I mean, to a man, tears. Everyone in deer camp. And it's it's those things. It's the time and the dedication. I mean, I yeah. believe they were five years, I believe, hunting together, four or five years as a group to make wow. that happen. So. Talk about a roller coaster of just emotion. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. The video's on our YouTube channel, but it's like to know what they'd gone through up to that point and then have that gun not fire. Just in that one hunt, I'm thinking. Not not only the four more seasons before that, that one hunt, the roller coaster of everything for him. Seth Seth needed a Xanax afterwards. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. The worst worst part is I can just imagine the three of them. James was probably the most chill. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. He was the one that was like, I'm going to shoot a deer finally. Uh Uh-huh. You know what you said, and oh, damn, well, that sucked. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other two guys are flying off the handle. Oh, <laughs> you know? was, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, it was DEFCON 5 meltdown, I can assure yeah. you. But it was just, you look back at the total picture, and from the from James Dean to step out and show up, to the volunteers putting in the time, to the landowner open his mm-hmm. gates, to the Department of Conservation track chairs, to, to the sip and puff machine. Like, mm. it's full circle. You know, it's, it's a lot of little things that made a big thing happen, so pretty awesome moment for a lot of people that put on and then the last thing is just uh it's it's so fresh in our memory but we've had a little little guy we met last year's name is will wilkie he moved up from uh i believe arkansas if i'm not correct or, or mistaken and uh his dad reached out to us right before our deer hunt this year he'd never shot a deer he's got spine spine bifida um you had mentioned it. he was pretty gun shy about showing up you know mm-hmm. driving four hours state he never met uh we we had a good conversation over the phone they showed up and it was, I mean, immediately open arms, welcome to the family. Will was, it was a member of the group. And, uh, he went out with one of our volunteers, Shane Zimmer and, uh, shot his first year this year. And again, like the relationships that formed between the landowner and the landowner's kids and Will and Will's dad and, and mm-hmm. Shane, it was just like, it's what we're here for. It, it, it's those lifelong memories and friendships that are creating. 
yeah, they stick stick in my mind all the time. It's pretty awesome. And it's then there's about a thousand more if you've always wanted no, to sit say, around. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, every one of them is pretty crazy. We've seen so many, like, first deers, you know, first time, you know, getting out in the field even. It's not even it's not even the harvest. First time seeing so, a deer. Yeah. Like, I mean, just Shoot, any of that stuff. Shooting trap again for the first time and, you know, however like, long. I can go back to, like, the first time I saw an elk. Yeah. I, I had a bow in my hand. I forgot I even had it. It wasn't about that at yeah. the moment. It was I. I see a bull elk in highly pressured ground in front of me right now. Yeah. Like you know, it's a it's a feeling. It's a, it's a small miracle. And then of course, after he walks out of my life, I'm like, oh shit, I had a bow. I could have. I should have shot, shot that out. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't exactly that, but it was, it's just no. kind of funny. Like the you feel like you know, oh I, I can do this. I'm ready for it. And then you see it. You actually see something like that that you feel like is a ghost. Yeah. And it's you, just, a... you know, it's a different. All of a sudden, a different set of emotions come through you. Crossing my fingers, I get one of these Missouri tags this year, boys. That'd be awesome. Oh, me too. You're yeah, only like yeah. only nine thousand people uh, applied last year, isn't which was isn't it crazy? I guess it's gonna be down from. I bet you it's down this year from last year. Yeah, if Just I've saying. got one recommendation today, I recommend everybody don't put in for that permit. Too late, anyways. Well, yeah. I know. I'm just saying in future reference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would, don't yeah. waste your time on yeah, it. You may yeah, as well just help me yeah. increase my odds. It's here, a scam. Right? It's yeah. going all to the landowners. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're actually uh, we're good friends, uh, and he's one of the volunteers. I've been turkey hunting with his boy, but uh, Mike Ellison was the second guy to shoot one with a uh, bow last year. And uh, okay. He's, uh, I mean, he's ate up and shot elk all over the country. We, we actually had the, the first guy that yeah, shot one on so. with yeah. us. Yeah. And then we heard, did he did he shoot it with a compound? I believe he might have shot his with a crossbow. Mike Ellison shot his with a bow the very next day. Yeah, I know the, yeah. the guy we talked yeah. to shot with a crossbow. Yeah, Mike shot his with a, a, with a compound, compound bow. Yep, yep, okay. for sure. Yeah, so Mike's, that is Mike's correct. A, Mike's yeah. a freaking killer, man, honestly. Nice. So. You guys should have him on and we, hear we the should, story. We sometime. should because uh, yeah. that's that's our that's between elk Ozark turkeys and uh, and elk. Uh, yeah, the guy's a killer and his little son too. Nice a little mulleted redhead, but <laughs> <laughs> he'll give me shit for that. But uh, he's he's a, he's a good kid. I've spent a lot of time turkey hunting with them both. But uh, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, those Ozark turkey are just different. They are different up here. It's just so hard. There's not a lot of them. Down there, I've went a couple times with my dad, and you walk out, open the camper door. Like, we always camp on on the place we go. At the camper, you open the door, and, shit, you know, they're still on the roost, and there's 12, 15, and you're like, which direction do I go? I don't know Because all the, all the different yeah. hills and the echoing. Yeah. yeah. But, That's crazy. Well, uh, have we missed anything? I don't think we have, boys. I know there's one thing I, I still need to touch on, but um, I'm going through all this awesome stuff, and I'm like, man, have I, have I not touched on this or that? But... The biggest thing is if people do want to get um, involved one way or another, you know, I would just tell them first off to to look you up and, and get a hold of you guys. So what are the different ways people can uh, find you all? Yeah, for sure. So the the main actual website is just it's all one word. It's Missouri Disabled Sportsman.org. So that's our main website. Um, general information, honestly, social media is probably where we get most of the traction now. Mm-hmm. So, again, Missouri Disabled Sportsman on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, it's Mo Disabled Sportsman. Um, so yeah, just track us down on there. Um, Gmail account, same thing. Missouri Disabled Sportsman at Gmail. Uh, questions, comments. If you want to open up property, if you're a participant that has questions, you're interested in volunteering. You know, if you're a corporation or a private citizen that wants to help fund a hunt, reach out to us. I mean, it's uh, yeah, we're. We're, we're, we're pretty open about what we do and transparent with everything we're doing around here. So. Awesome. And when we release this show, we will tag 
Missouri Disabled Sportsman and all of our social media stuff. So if people are like, oh, I don't know how to get a hold of them, go back to the episode release and it'll be right there. And actually, I'll even add uh, your guys' website to our link tree also for our, our people so that they can see that. Andy and Micah just smirked. Yes, I'm making our link tree a thing. <laughs> uh, He's really proud of this link tree this that link he made tree. You that thought nobody that was, uses. You would think it was gold. <laughs> this link tree you thought. took me forever to do, so do we're going to use the damn link tree. pays you, don't they? Yeah, well, I wish they did. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so if, if folks – and honestly, if folks um, don't remember how to get a hold of you all, but remember they listen to it or whatever, just send us a message. Be like, hey, yeah, who are those we'll folks that yeah. help out with people with disabilities? And we'll, we'll point you the right way. I would say 90% of our events will show up on that Missouri Department of Conservation events page too. So you yeah. can just scroll through, you know, events in local areas, whichever region they're in, they'll pop up depending on where you're at. So, yeah, yeah, definitely a good resource there as well. So. That's awesome. I mean, it, we love learning more about it. Like I said, this has been something Andy actually ran into you. A long time ago, yeah, uh, by through happenstance, work, yeah. Through, through through work and a little personal interaction, yeah, yeah, sale right, of yeah. the property, yeah, we just kind of ran into each other. So. so no joke, I've literally had your name sitting on a list that we keep a note. Well, we appreciate yeah. the opportunity. I mean, it's uh, any any time I can get a chance to get out and obviously spread the word a little bit about what we do, it's uh, I, I jump at it, and I've listened to your boys' podcast uh, pretty much since the inception. So I appreciate oh, that. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. You poor bastard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I obviously got a lot of time to kill. I was getting ready to say he's got time. <laughs> yeah. he beat me to it. He's got time. I was have a boring daytime job. Jeez. <laughs> Here's my only question is, do you listen to us more than our own us? Because, Andy, we talked about you in last week's show. Did you listen to it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Damn dude doesn't listen to his own show. Uh, but, yeah, man, hey, Pete, thanks for so much for coming on. That was my pleasure. Um, you know, really informational, uh, awesome organization. Um, you know, one of the things we want to do with this show is shed light on organizations doing really cool shit well we do really cool shit <laughs> what we need to do is get you boys up to maybe the deer hunt or something even if it's one or two and get you guys come up talk there to some do people, a, yeah. come and do a podcast with some of our guys yes. awesome. uh, yeah. at deer camp or something like that or at the pheasant hunt and mm -hmm. uh get their yeah. stories their I mean, passion yeah they're the ones driving the train i mean that's where we're all here so right I mean, they're the guys that uh that have the good stories and, and yep the real reason we're doing it and so. i love stories yeah yeah awesome well pete Eisentrager. Eisentrager. Boom. Nailed, Got it. Nailed it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure, boys. We'll put the, push the stop button on this one. All right. See you, boys. That's that. This is this. Oh, my God. No? You do that too much. <laughs> okay. Well, then no, I'm good with it. Push the button. No, I don't want to push the button. You just keep Start running. Start over. Just keep running. Thank You're you. about to fall asleep over there anyways. Dude, it's oh, late, man. Yeah. Late 11.04. <laughs> late 04. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. As you I'm going to start using that. Late 04. <laughs> it's late 04. Thanks, so. Pete, man, for coming on. Actually coming out and doing uh, in-studio with us, We too. haven't had an in-studio for a while. Last one was Jeff Wilper that I couldn't even make it to. Not Jeff. Yeah. Scott. Scott. Good try. Hi, hi, Jeff, by the way. Hi, Jeff. Yeah. Hi, Scott. <laughs> but, yeah, we appreciate, you know, Pete coming out and shedding some light on what uh, the Missouri disability. La, la, la. I can't even say it. You're <laughs> disabled, disabled sportsman. sportsman. You're not even sportsman. drinking. Hopefully our listeners get something out of it. And, you know, there's some people that want to get involved, whether it's, you know, somebody wants to go on a hunt with them or somebody wants to take somebody on a hunt with them. Hopefully we can, you know, if we can get a couple people involved, episode well worth it. Or just like he was talking about, these, these track chairs are expensive. If people yep. just want to help monetarily do that, it's a, it's a non, non-profit. So... Do what you need, you know. Do what you want to to be able to, or even if you don't do anything, you just share what they do. 
talk about them get their yeah. name out there yeah get their name out there yeah it's really cool. shed light on the program for sure definitely so but, but we really appreciate pete's time it was i had i enjoyed listening to the stories that he told yep. in there yep yeah we probably could have had a show just on all the stories he has yep. yeah he could have kept going but <clears throat> we appreciate him coming to the studio especially with today's gas prices <laughs> no kidding right <laughs> make the trip cost him here it comes is farming he runs it every time <laughs> I can't have a dad joke because he ruins it every time. Honestly, I just do it on purpose now just to piss you off. God. I know these gas prices are ridiculous. I'm, no, I'm not doing it now. No, yes, you are. <laughs> write it. Write it or I'll break it off. Gosh. What I was going to say is I just applied for a new job as a waiter. Oh, did you now? Yeah. They have a lot to bring to the table. <laughs> okay how the hell are you gonna do gas prices how was that gonna get in there gas prices are so job. high i apply for a second job <laughs> yeah you had to get a second job if you wouldn't have stepped all over it <laughs> it would have been fine it's like, oh, here it is <laughs> <laughs> it's coming guys <laughs> are you one of those guys that like go and see a movie first thing and then you go and tell everybody about that movie and just ruin it for everybody i think i, I think i am <laughs> She, then he goes back to the movie, Have you seen and the during top- the movie, he's like, she dies. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the new Top Gun? No. Neither have I. I hear it's awesome. That's what I keep hearing. I'm supposed says. to go see it Friday. Oh, yeah. oh, really? I want to see the new Jurassic Park. I've heard that's horrible. It hasn't even came out yet. Somebody said it on Facebook today. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't come out Somebody yet. said, if you, have seen, if you have not seen the new Top Gun and not seen the new Jurassic Park, I just go see Top Gun twice. Well, the new Jurassic Park came out, so it doesn't matter. But I'll, I'll go. I'll watch it. Don't worry. Yeah, the kids will want to see that. Yep. Well, thanks for th- listening, folks. Yeah. Now that we wasted all our listeners' time, we yeah. appreciate. We appreciate. This was it. a great episode that we just ruined. Yep. Ruined it by the you outro. ruined it. So, but they can just you know hit stop now. <laughs> yeah, just don't done. listen to the outro. They so. they like to listen to us implode at the end of every show. <laughs> we just just go to shit real quick. So, all right. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Y'all see you. Going.